Coming to you from Frederick, Maryland, a city known for its rich Civil War history and scenic mountain views, this is the 11th Hour Show, a fortnightly podcast where the framework of the Orthodox Christian vision is used to tackle the issues impacting people on a daily basis. Navigating life's challenges from an Orthodox perspective, here's your host, Deacon Stephen Kerr. Hello to everyone tuning in and welcome to the podcast. This is the 11th Hour Show. I am Deacon Stephen. This is our second show, and as I mentioned in the show before this one, today's episode is going to be a bit different from the rest of the shows going forward. But before we get things started, I want to remind you that you can email me with questions about today's episode or for ideas for future shows at the email address deaconstephenkerr at the 11th Hour Show.com. As always, I'd love to hear from you. All right, as I was saying, the reason that this show is going to be slightly different from the rest is that because before we embark upon this spiritual expedition together, and before we can begin discussing topics and issues and devising plans on how to overcome them, I'd like us to first reach a consensus about who it is that we are as human beings, and more specifically, because that's a rather broad statement, how it is that we relate to God in the created order around us. And the reason that I want to dedicate an entire show to this is that if we can't reach an agreement on that, if we can't agree on our understanding, our relationship with God, and our purpose as human beings in the world, how can we possibly expect to be able to effectively navigate through those issues and circumstances that we face in it? If we just went full tilt right out of the gate, and began discussing certain issues or what have you, without first establishing a proper model for confronting said issues, I believe we would greatly devalue our efforts to have a serious and impactful discussion, as well as impinge any intentions to enact real change. It would be similar to issuing a soldier every provision except a weapon before heading into battle. No officer would allow that to happen, because it would spell certain defeat. So why should it be any different when it comes to the issues you face on a daily basis? You'd want to confront these issues with a suitable weapon. You'd want to arm yourself with the proper insight and knowledge of what is true for a person created in the image and likeness of God. And if that fundamental truth eludes us, then anything else we try to build as Christians will quickly fall to pieces. That is why today's show is so important. In order for us to get to where we want to go on this journey together, we need to understand just who we are and the reason we were created. And what better place for us to start than at the beginning, as Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 through 27 reads, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him. Male and female he created them. Holy Scripture, the church and her saints, all affirm that the creation of the six days is the work of the Holy Trinity. And it is by the command of the Father, who voices the words, Let there be, that the Son then creates, for he creates all things. 
the assertion that Christ is the artificer or the sculptor of all things is unequivocally upheld throughout all of Scripture. For example, Paul says as much in the first chapter of his epistle to the Colossians. But perhaps no other verse within Holy Scripture more completely affirms this point than the first chapter of the Gospel of John, verse 3, which says, Through him all things were made, and without him was nothing made that was made. Now, if this is true, as we who are Orthodox without question believe it to be, that all things have their origin in Christ, then that includes the creation of man as well. Okay, now that's rather easy to understand. However, while all things have their existence in and through Christ, and are held together by him, and man is no exception, man is set apart from the rest of the created order, and those two verses that we just read from Genesis prove it. Now, I'm not making this claim on my own. In fact, the Holy Fathers picked up on this as well, as I'm sure that you have done in your own biblical studies. But notice how verse 26 begins with God saying the following. He says, Let us make man in our image and after our likeness. St. Basil states that, and I quote, A special consultation is made between the persons of the Holy Trinity in saying these words, Let us make. Now those of you who are familiar with the creation account, you should notice that this phrase, let us make, had not yet been used for any of the organized beings that came before man. For instance, in continuing his thought, St. Basil says, and I quote, There was light, and the commandment was simple. God said, Let there be light. The heavens were made, and yet there was no deliberation for the heaven. Here man is not yet, and there is deliberation over man. God did not say, as he did for the other things, let man be. Recognize the dignity that belongs to you, he says. He did not cause your origin by a commandment. But there was a consultation in God in order to know how to introduce into life this living being worthy of honor, end quote. St. John Chrysostom issues a similar thought when he noticed the following. And I quote, Why, when the heaven was created, was it not said, Let us make, but rather, let there be heaven, let there be light, and so on, concerning each part of creation. But here, as it concerns man, only is there added, let us make, which is expressed counsel, deliberation, and communication with someone equal in honor. Who is it that is to be created that he is granted such an honor? It is man, a great and wondrous living being, and for God more precious than all the creation, in order by the very means of expression to show us the dignity of what is created. End quote. And so what we have here, as underscored by two of the Church's most prominent authorities on Holy Scripture, is a vivid description of man, that when he was created, he was set apart from the rest of the created order. In creating man, God fuses together the material elements that he made available to himself, having formed man from the dust of the earth, and married them with his spiritual elements as well. In breathing into man's face the breath of life, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, and man became a living soul. No other part of the created order was granted such an honor. God breathed the breath of life into man's body. That breath of life, as the church and her saints tell us, 
is the grace of the Holy Spirit, the giver of life, as we profess in the Nicene Creed. Therefore, Adam, the first man, possessed a body, a soul, and the grace of the Holy Spirit. And to just shine a bit more light on this, that God has set for man in his role in the world, and the universe even, here we have the transcendent, unknowable, unapproachable God of the universe forming man in his image and likeness. And he gives to man a soul, something that had never been done before, nor was gifted to any other created being, and not even the angels. And to whom does God voice the phrase, let us make? But to the only begotten Son of God himself. His words are directed at his Son when he says, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. God did not say, In mine and yours, but in ours, indicating that from their divine union, 